Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The morning show. The home team. No, it's both. It's the crossover. Crossover! Step back! Presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen right here on 960theref.com. Episode 105. Welcome to the crossover podcast presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen in Watkinsville, the original spot, and of course now available to you in Five Points in Athens in the old Waffle House building there in Five Points. Chris Brain from the home team, David Johnston from the morning show. We cross over and we uh, and we podcast and a lot to uh, cover today. It's Tennessee week for Georgia football and also as we're recording this on a Thursday, the Major League Baseball divisional series are set to uh, begin with the Braves and Cardinals playing the first of their best of five game series. So we'll certainly talk about that. You ever go back and listen? So when we record a podcast before something happens like the Braves and Cardinals and then go back and listen and see how far off we are or how far on we are and and this is a this is an interesting one coming up this weekend that's why i always strive to be right dave (laughs) yeah that's a good good way to do it yeah so we'll uh yeah we'll touch on that a uh a little bit and i guess you know by the time they play game one on thursday game two on friday so you know by the time uh, you might be downloading this and checking us out uh, probably at least one game will have already been played maybe yeah. two of them and then a third game is set for Sunday Sunday at 4:10 and then we are still TBD if there is a Monday game yeah in St. Louis and then if there's a fifth game it would be Wednesday, Wednesday. back in Atlanta yeah well, hopefully the Braves just TCB and they'll wrap up the series right. on uh Sunday but I'm not sure it'll be that easy but we'll get into that but first uh, Georgia heading up to the dumpster fire that is uh, Neyland Stadium. Uh, Tennessee just one win on the season. That was against uh, Chattanooga. They've lost at home to Georgia State. Uh, they were blown out in their last game by Florida. They've also lost uh, at home this season in overtime to BYU in a game they just absolutely uh, blew at the uh, end. They should have won that game. But they're 1-3, like Georgia, coming off of a, uh, of a bye. And it is just, uh, it's, it's a weird feeling, but one hopefully we'll just start getting used to when it comes to Georgia and some of these games. When you look at the next three weeks, Tennessee, South Carolina, and Kentucky, I mean, there's really no reason to sweat if you're a Georgia fan. And the idea of Georgia going to, like, Knoxville and the, the thought of, like, Georgia even possibly losing the game just has not even crossed my mind. <laughs> does, does Tennessee have even a smidgen of a chance did North Carolina even have a smidgen of a chance against Clemson last weekend? Well, they Are those like comparable? They yeah, That's they, my question because the point spread is about the same and it's a, a highly ranked team playing on the road in a conference game. 
is there any similarity to what Clemson went through to what Georgia might potentially go through? I, other than the fact that I think North Carolina is better than Tennessee, I just can't see Tennessee scoring. I guess that's the problem I'm having here. I, I don't either. And I think you throw in the added element, too, of uh, of Jim Chaney leaving here to be Tennessee's offensive coordinator and just adds a little extra grease to the fire for Georgia going up there. And uh, the dogs shut him out in Knoxville two years ago. And you know, I would I would think that for for Georgia's defense and for Kirby, for sure, there'd be a little incentive to say like, you know, let's try and not let uh, Tennessee score on us again this uh, season, especially given the fact that uh, our old offensive coordinator is now up there. Well, if you just go by the point spread and the over under, it's saying thirty nine to thirteen. Does that sound about right? I'll be honest with you. The uh, the point spread to me is a little troubling, and the reason why is because Georgia offensively just has not been explosive this year. Yeah. And I mean, the Dogs have 20 plays of 20 or more yards. They're 12th in the SEC in plays of 20 or more yards, ahead of only Vanderbilt and Tennessee. <laughs> so... The uh, the you know to to cover that big of a number on the road when Georgia right now does not have an offense that has really just uh, zipped up and down the field and been able to hit a lot of big plays and score easily they did against Murray State and Arkansas State but and Vandy's not any good but they are a team in the SEC and then you've got the Notre Dame game you know Georgia's offense was good in both of those games but you know certainly did lack that ability right now it, it looks like just to to hit big play after big play and maybe score easily so i don't know that number sitting at 25 and a half i i do think it's one of those games where only one team is going to do the bulk of the scoring but you know it's i guess it comes down to like how many do you think georgia can put on the board and i honestly don't think georgia is going to go up there and and score like in the 40s like they did two years ago we know chris georgia just hasn't shown the playbook yet that's why they uh, they're vanilla they, yeah they're, this has been going yeah. vanilla all all year so far so they're, they're holding back e- even against a top 10 team <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah that's right i know uh, you hear that and you think well it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense now that we're in the teeth of the schedule, but you're absolutely right. And the thing that I always wonder about, too, is when you're talking about the playoff at the end of the year, certainly it's a committee and you're going to win your games and that kind of thing, but there are style points that go into it. Maybe margin of victory is not technically what you take into consideration, but the eyeball test is kind of margin of victory. And when you see the Ohio States of the world blowing opponents out, even if the competition isn't that great, Oklahoma doing the same thing, do you feel like Georgia needs to do that to keep up with the Joneses? Uh, You know, yes and no. I do think at the end of the line, if Georgia wins the SEC, they're going to be in. But if there's a case maybe like, well, we've lost one game, we lost in the SEC title game, we still think we're one of the four best teams in the country, then yeah, I mean, I think some of that rolling up bigger margins yeah. would be ideal. Like, to, I personally, I think Clemson should be eliminated now. Uh, they, I <laughs> For mean, winning to, close. Yeah, to, to beat North Carolina by one point, and it's just make them pay for – and they're, they're sleepwalking through the season, and I think because they know they don't have to. Uh, they don't have to get up for any of these games because their schedule's a joke. So, I mean, to me, like Clemson should be a team where they should be held accountable for more than just winning. It should be, no, you should be rolling up big margins and only beat North Carolina, who had lost the week before to Appalachian State by one point. Honestly, like, and do I think Clemson is one of the best teams in the country? Yeah, of course I do, but they shouldn't just be able to get a free pass into the playoff either. So I think they should be out. They're UConn women's basketball. Yeah. They're a great team in a league that just doesn't have any challengers. Although we see a challenge this past weekend. Will we see another one? That, that may be the thing. Maybe 
this was a wake-up call for them. And what if they blow all their opponents out by three or four touchdowns the rest of the season? Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. Like, they went to North matter. Carolina one by one. Yeah. That should matter. Yeah. North Carolina's not good. I mean, so what if Georgia did that this past weekend and then ran the table? I know the SEC is different. Than well, yeah, the ACC. Georgia plays in a tougher conference. Yeah. At the end of the day, if somehow Georgia went to Tennessee and only beat them by one, but then ended up beating Florida, Auburn, Texas A&M at the end of the year, then that's that's a good resume. But yeah. in Clemson's the I best mean, Clemson, Florida the, State may they may be a little bit better, but they're not very good. Yeah, I mean they're t- they beat Lou Monroe yeah. by one in overtime because yeah. of a missed PAT. Right, right. I mean the the schedule, whoever they have on the other side, and then who would they see in the championship game? Would it be Virginia or Duke? Duke. I mean, is that Virginia or Duke? Look, they look like the yeah the two teams that have the best chance of winning the other side of the ACC. It ain't Tech. Nope. Scored two Probably points at Temple. Probably not Pitt, although they did beat UCF. Yeah. Uh, like, like, but then but, barely beat Delaware. Yeah, and they're already – they lost to Virginia. And they've already – yeah, that's right. They've already lost to I've actually played Duke this weekend, so that's yeah. – we, our top two contenders, Pitt, Pitt, Pitt <laughs> uh, has to avoid – Yeah, Pitt has to avoid going 0-2 against them. Yeah. What yeah. about Miami? Yeah, although they're already 0-1 in the league, too, because they lost to Carolina, but – have has Miami played a game this year? It's it's weird with them because uh, there was all that build up to the Florida game, and then it's like I don't feel like I've seen them since then. But you're right, they did they did lose to North Carolina. Yeah, I write their scores down. Their last game they won seventeen to twelve over Central Michigan. <laughs> Ouch! So, but That's to me, that, that that doesn't eliminate you from a garbage division like the ACC Coastal. No. So yeah, I just. The right now the ACC from a power rating standpoint rates about the same as the American Athletic Conference. So I just don't know that Clemson should uh, should just get a free pass for being Clemson. So you think they're UCF from a couple of years ago? Yeah, for as much as we've like ragged on UCF over the years, I mean the difference between Clemson and UCF is we've seen Clemson like beat Alabama yeah, now twice. Exactly, and I understand that, but it's not fair to like Auburn, LSU, Georgia. I'll even throw Alabama in there, even though they haven't played anybody with a pulse to this point uh, in the season. But you know they certainly are. They still have to play yeah. LSU. They still have to play Auburn, and you know they even go to Texas A and M and uh, next weekend coming off of their bye this week. But um, but I mean Clemson is just it's just they don't have to they don't have to to wake up for any of these games and then it the did ACC almost bite needs them. To but, get its you know what together then yeah I mean they need to like. I don't know. They need to, to to put Notre Dame in there with the potential to at least appear in their championship game. That would certainly give it viability and credibility for sure. And I get it. And it's not Clemson's fault that the rest of the right. uh, the conference has turned to garbage. But what I mean, should so should they just get excused though? That 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 is the schedule you play. But to me, then it just well, there there should be some criteria that you follow, and like you have to at least win all your games by two touchdowns then. <laughs> And they were favored by four touchdowns last week almost. But let's see. They do play. I mean, in trying to be fair to Clemson, which I've never said that in my life, their non-conference is Texas A&M and South Carolina, so two teams from the SEC. And then they play Charlotte, and then they've got uh, an FCS game against Wofford. But 
I mean, they did play Texas A&M, and they do play South Carolina, so they do play two teams from the SEC. That, yeah. That doesn't change your argument? Anymore. No, because if they're, the argument is that they're potentially the best team they play is like the third or the fourth best team in the SEC East is still pretty weak. And Texas A&M, and again, I, that, that series against Arkansas, is, it seems like those games are always close. But honestly, Texas A&M should not be in a dogfight with Arkansas, especially when their quarterback gets hurt. There's just I don't no. get that. No. It's terrible. All. I don't get that at all. I mean, all. Arkansas's in a position now where they gotta look at undefeated SMU and say, like, well, we hired the coach from SMU and SMU doesn't appear to miss him. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> so like, well, what should we do? Well, maybe we should hire the coach at SMU again. Yeah. <laughs> Try it again. I uh, guess. but yeah, so and that they're gonna lose their next game. So they've got Bama, so they're gonna be three and three. Um, and then they get the two Mississippis after that, but they haven't beaten Mississippi State since uh, Johnny Football was there. Yeah, and State just got annihilated by Auburn, Auburn this past. Yeah, weekend. Auburn's starting to freak me out now because they uh, had that they they had that luck box win against Oregon, which is just one. It's one. It's a typical Auburn calling card though when they have one of these dream seasons, yeah. and then once that offense starts cooking. I mean, they they get rolling, and yeah, they were rolling the other night against Mississippi State. I like the Gators though this weekend at <laughs> Do home, you really? catching three. Well, for the uh, Bud Light three for all, I will tell you this: early returns are all over Auburn, yeah. as you can imagine. Yeah, I've been sniffing around the Gators this yeah. week. I hate to admit that. <laughs> but you I know, am too. You got to do what you got to do. I've been sniffing on it. Although for Georgia, it would be better for Auburn to win. I guess it'd be a division. It would be a team in Georgia's division with a loss, but the season plays out for the dogs like you think it would. It doesn't matter if Georgia beats Florida head-to-head anyway. Yeah. So, But, yeah, for the purposes of just not talking gambling or any of that kind of stuff, yeah, I guess as a Georgia fan, you'd probably want to pull for Auburn. Well, you figure if Florida does, if they were if they beat Auburn, though, they've got a loss coming in the next two games, either at LSU the weekend after yeah. or even having to go to South Carolina after playing at LSU and then, you know, that three-game run where you got Auburn at LSU and at South Carolina, the, uh, you know, the Gamecocks. Yeah. It's been a, a, a tough year for, for South Carolina so far, sitting at two and three. And, of course, they don't play before they come here next uh, Saturday. Right. But their defense did look really good against Kentucky. Um, granted, a Kentucky team that had a lousy offense last year with Benny Snell. So you figure their offense now is still rotten. I know in Kentucky had a good year last year. It was a, it was a very good year for them, but they're still Kentucky. Yeah, you know that's the thing. Yeah, they're still Kentucky. You know they had beaten South Carolina five years in a row, so the Gamecocks definitely needed that one. But, right. Um, and for Florida and South Carolina, I mean, wouldn't you agree? It's like for Florida going to South Carolina October nineteen. That in itself may not be daunting, but the fact that it comes after they played Auburn and gone to LSU, so where it is on the schedule is definitely tough for Florida. But then again, South Carolina might have a little bit of the the Georgia hangover, too, yeah. in that game. So I don't know how to rationalize. I, I'll worry about that week when we get to that. Yeah, week. and I don't think Florida wants to lose to uh, to its old coach, Muschamp, either. No, but not at all. That could be in the cards. But uh, here we are. We haven't really mentioned much else about Georgia and Tennessee because I, I, I like that. I just don't think there is much to uh, – to say about the uh, the game overall, like, I mean, Georgia's not going to lose to them. They're not. Tennessee's not beating Georgia Saturday. If they do, something has gone 
very wrong yeah. for Georgia. And that very wrong would be, like, I mean, Fromm is hurt. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And it might even take more than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, honestly, for Tennessee it could. to win. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Let's just hope that that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, they're not, uh, they're not winning that game. They're just a complete train wreck right now. Big time. Big time. Did you – now, I know you've been out the last three days, and – I'll bring this up, but if you haven't seen it, it's it's not worth worth us talking about. Did you see the the police stuff from Knoxville? Yeah, Jeff was sending me that okay, one okay. night involving like, Jeremy. Hey, stop Banks bothering me. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and uh, head coach Jeremy Pruitt. A little bit disturbing there too, and I, it's just I don't know. It's just just bad. So stuff. the so Pruitt got on the phone with the arresting police officer. Yeah, the the player wanted the. Pruitt to talk to the police officer. Right. That in itself, in the middle of an arrest, is probably not really good. Right. Like the Trying police officer could have said, like, well, no, I'm yeah, not going to do that. Exactly. And the thing is, too, it's like the young man got pulled over for, uh, like, making an illegal turn. And then he ends up, uh, they find out he's got, a, he's got a suspended license. And then he's also got a warrant because he didn't show up for a previous ticket that he had that didn't have anything to do with that night. And the cop was trying to explain to Jeremy Pruitt that, look, I can, I've got discretion on some things, but not on a warrant. I got to, he's got to go to jail because he's got a warrant. And Jeremy Pruitt didn't seem to either quite understand the situation or understand what the cop was trying to say to him or trying to talk him out of doing it. It was just, it was a bad situation. And then the, then the guy gets in the patrol car and the stuff he was saying was just really bad. It's just a horrible look for Tennessee, but Banks has played in all these games. So, did what the the player was saying in the car in the in the back of the cop car not bother Tennessee at all enough to to warrant him missing any time? Well, did they know about it until the like did T, it was TMZ they got the video? Yes, that's the thing. I don't know what Pruitt or what the football program knew. Like you know, I mean, they might have just that part they might have just found out about yeah. this week. Kind of, I mean. I just kind of feel like somebody knows stuff like that, and but it could be convenient for them to say they didn't. Know. Yeah, like when Roger Goodell he he never saw the Ray Rice video exactly. until that everyone kind of, else oh, did. We didn't see, we didn't know about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's just all I'll say is for what the young man was saying in the back of that cop car. If that were a Georgia player that did that, I wouldn't be able to back him on the field. And I don't know what Tennessee's going to do now that this is become public yeah on georgia week on georgia week exactly <laughs> funny how that works so that, to me the the biggest question for saturday is like how much red and black is going to i think uh, it'll be i mean i think tennessee fans will be there now maybe not in the second half well yeah but like the, the, the game's not gonna start with boarding the st- half know, or, the crowd yeah, that, like that's not gonna happen with the red yeah know. it's not gonna be like extreme like it was at Notre Dame but I right I think we'll probably see like more red and black during that game than we've had in the past I, I think that I, I definitely agree with that but I think there's a lot of Georgia fans though that they've been to Knoxville many times they expect Georgia to win by four touchdowns it's a night game that are are just gonna stay home yeah you know and watch it on TV yeah. and and enjoy it in the in the confines of their their own home and get ready for South Carolina and Kentucky. Well, because a lot of people already made a trip up there with the uh, the game to Vandy. Oh, so. Exactly, exactly. Plus, who wants to go to Knoxville? 
Yeah, I mean, Knoxville's all right. They no, got I'll that. Actually, uh, I don't mind. They got that big itself. sphere filled with wigs. <laughs> yes, they from do. From the World's Fair. Yes, they do. All right, uh, it is the crossover podcast presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen in Watkinsville, also in Five Points in Athens. A uh, brief timeout, and then we'll return. We'll talk a little uh, Braves in the postseason as they get set for the division series against the Cardinals. Chris and Dave with you, the crossover podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or. Uh, listen to us anytime on demand at 960theref.com. True Italian food has returned to Five Points and brought some friends along because Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen is now open in Five Points, Athens. At the new Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen, you'll find all your Italian favorites from pizza to calzones and baked ziti, along with sandwiches, salads, wings, and more, plus a full bar for beer, wine, and cocktails. It's time to eat at the now open Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen at Five Points in Athens and also in the Manders Crossing Shopping Center off Mars Hill Road in Watkinsville. All right, rolling on with episode 105. It's the Crossover Podcast presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen. Chris and Dave are uh, Tennessee edition with the dogs headed to Knoxville this weekend. But uh, just a great sports month, October, with uh, baseball playoffs, uh, the NFL obviously still in full swing, college football hitting what is a very important month, October, October, October. October. And uh, the Braves are back in the playoffs against the St. Louis Cardinals. This is more than just a one-gamer, though. This is a, a whole series. And I guess the big questions for the Braves are just really the health of the team right now. Acuna got shut down at the end of the season. Uh, you know, Freddie had come back and played against the Mets, but he had been dealing with bone spurs in his elbow. I guess we know Enciarte has been shut down. He's out. Um, no Austin Riley on the roster and no Julio Tehran on the roster. Yeah, not surprised by no, that one. Not that there are injuries, but yeah. Just you mean the for, opening day starter didn't make the uh, postseason roster? And and I guess maybe he'll be the opening day starter again next year. The, the th- interesting thing is the Braves are going with Fulte in tomorrow's game. So Soroka, I guess, will pitch Sunday. And I know his splits have been better. He's been really good on the road, but the trade-off is – you only get him if it's a five game series, you only get him once. Yeah, I know. And I um you know, I was looking at that and it is true. His ERA at home was up over four, his ERA on the road was uh below two. So, you know, his earned run average was pretty was a pretty big right. difference. So I immediately also went and looked at like, well, how many of these road starts are made against the Miami Marlins? <laughs> the answer was three. Um he made and then he made three starts against the Nationals up right. there. Everyone else other than he finally pitched his second game against the Mets on uh, the the series, the season finale. That was only the second time he had pitched in uh, in New York this year. So everywhere else, he only made one star. The only place he made multiple road starts were D.C. and Miami. The th- and, but the other thing, too, is that this isn't the regular season. This is the postseason. It's a different animal. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's, you know, he's just because he pitched well in certain places on the road in the regular season – that doesn't mean a whole lot to me right now. I wonder if the team is because he's certainly his toward the end of the year, and then they they pushed his start back to the end of the year. And I wonder if they are worried about here's a young guy's 21 years old that maybe some fatigue hit a little bit of the wall has kicked in. Yeah, and so they're going to try and win this series with him only pitching once, and maybe have him you know to continue to try and get him a little more rest. Maybe that's the thinking. Hey, if we get through this series, we'll open up on the road against the Dodgers, and he could go in the one of the first two games there. I guess. Yeah. But when you start thinking like that in the postseason, that could sometimes 
backfire. Yeah, I, mean, I like what the Nationals did a couple of nights ago. Who started the game? Scherzer. Who came in after him? Strasburg. Right. You know, and it's like you get through this game and then you worry about the next series. Yeah, and then they've got Corbin starting for them game Some, one. Uh, tonight, yeah. 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 But um, I don't, I'm, I'm a little worried about this series of the Braves. I mean, one is it is the Cardinals, and when the Cardinals make the playoffs, they – they they usually do some damage in the uh, in the postseason, and I just I feel like this is probably framed as a series where well the Braves are the were the better team. Look at their records. The Cardinals. I remember when Atlanta played the St. Louis. They played them both twice in May within like a week of each other, and that was before St. Louis had really taken taken off. And I guess Atlanta yeah. did win both of those series, but yeah, the Braves in May fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth. That was in Atlanta. And then May 24th, 25th, and 26th, that was at Bush Stadium. I mean, that may as well have been 100 years ago. Yeah. And remember, the Cardinals won that first game 14-3. to And then the Braves came back and won the next two at SunTrust. And then they uh, the Braves won two out of three in St. Louis, what, 10 days later. But again, here's what uh, – tell me if I'm overreacting on this. So the first two games of the series – and there's plenty of tickets, by the way, available – so the Braves get to host at 5 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon and 4.30 on a Friday afternoon. In both days, the temperature could be close to 100 degrees. You got the horrible traffic. I just wonder if the fans are going to stay away. And then the series shifts to St. Louis Sunday afternoon for a 3.10 local time start where the temperature is supposed to be like 72 and sunny. They're going to have a raucous crowd. If they win one of these first two games, they are seriously, seriously in the driver's seat. Yeah, well, the Braves haven't won the first game of a playoff series since 01, which is also the last time time they won a playoff series. Exactly, exactly. And if they don't win this one, that's 10 in a row that they've lost, which would tie the Cubs for, as they say, futility. That does count the wild card game from 2012 when they lost to the Cardinals well like here's the deal too it's with Atlanta going with Fulton Evich in game two and I is Flaherty pitching for the Cardinals in game two yeah I mean that's that is a huge mismatch on the mound I mean Fulton Evich has been solid since he's come back but Fulton Evich is also a guy who was demoted to the minors for a chunk of the summer whereas Flaherty (laughs) I believe set or at least he had the lowest uh post all-star break ERA since Jake Arrieta uh, back in 2015 or 16, so the guy's just been absolutely cooking right now. So they're, I mean, they're set up to at least win one of these two games. And if they were to win Game One with with Flaherty versus Fulton Evich in Game Two, then Atlanta's in real trouble. Here's some Flaherty numbers that are alarming. He's given up 11 earned runs in 16 starts since July 7. His ERA was up over four, so it's come way down. And in nine of the outings, he didn't give up a run. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, he's... But again, I'll say the same thing to him. He's a young guy. This isn't the the regular season anymore. It's the postseason. It's a different animal. Yeah, and the Braves do. I mean, they they were in the playoffs last year. Played the Dodgers, won a game. So even like these... Acuna hit a grand slam in the the playoffs last year. So these guys have got... But as Jeff likes to say, your guys need to be guys. Well, that means that top of the order, the big four there for the Braves... They've got to have a good series for the Braves to win. Yeah, and I, I mean, think I know that's the hot take, but that's what it is. I, and I do. I think it, the the burden is on the offense because I still I'm not a real believer in the Braves uh, pitching. Yeah, and the fact that they have decided just to throw Soroka once in the series, I'm still worried about. I mean, is he fatigued? Right. Um. You know, and how you know how much can he be relied on? Because he's going from. I mean, it's like a college start. He's going from Sunday to Sunday to pitch. 
Yeah. It's like a, a college starter. Yeah. Instead of every four days, it's every you know seven days. Yeah. It's f- every five days instead of every it's every seven days. So yeah, I am a little worried about that too. And he did one. He did make a start against them in St. Louis again back in May. I think he gave up like a a run in six innings yeah. or something. So he was solid against them. Uh, the bullpen I like now. Those guys have they came along the 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 three that they traded for Martin uh, Green and Melanson. It turned out Green was the guy who was the stud closer. Then he came here, and now he's setting up Melanson. Exactly. So it's – but whatever. I mean, they've all gotten it together, and the bullpen is – I have more confidence in that. But I still just – I don't think the starting pitching is strong enough. And if Keuchel can't beat Michaelis today – and Michaelis has actually pitched better over the last month. But if the Cardinals win this first game <laughs> – Yeah, the Braves are going to be – They're in they, big trouble. Yeah. I mean, then they're going to be – there's a strong chance they're just going to be down 0-2. Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. But other than that, everything's good. Yeah, I'm worried. I mean, the the team just seemed to like get get beaten up at the end of the year. And I mean, as Acuna, obviously, he's going to play. I mean, even yeah. um, you know they 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 said that he would have played had the you know, last week yeah. had it been the playoffs, but it wasn't. So they went ahead and shut him down. But and by the way, do you think it makes any difference? And by the way, the Cardinals are getting Colton Wong back at second base. Do you think it makes any difference? So the Braves go into the postseason already knowing what they were going to be and the Cardinals didn't I mean they had to rev it up last weekend and that neither team has played great you know over the last week or so but the Cardinals did beat the Cubs on Sunday to clinch the division but they were having to play meaningful games this past weekend and the Braves weren't so does that mean anything or not I don't know that it does yeah I I guess sometimes that one year the Rockies yeah. Got like insanely hot and won like 19 out of 20 games yeah. and then lost the World Series, though. Yeah. But they kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And I know that was like, well, they they just had to play all these games that mattered. And, you know, some yeah. of the other teams got to check out. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure if you probably did a deep dive into that over the years, it probably it evens about out. half and half. I yeah. agree. I just I'm, the Braves health, the starting pitching, I'm not too keen on. Also, the fact that it's just the the Cardinals are just I mean historically and even that that doesn't that shouldn't matter it shouldn't mean anything for this series but St. Louis is just one of those those franchises when they make the postseason like they're yeah they're good to at least win a series in it I, I'll be I don't think the I think the Braves are going to lose to St. Louis oh yeah oh I think they're don't going say down it. in fact I think the Cardinals are going to win the National League I think they'll beat the Dodgers too yeah well I it's just the the, the Cardinals are that team that just they uh and they really they just they they kind of were lurking, 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 lurking because it was all Cubs, Brewers, Cubs, Brewers, Cubs, Brewers. And then all of a sudden you looked one day at the standings and like, oh, well, the Cardinals are in first place. Yeah, exactly. I was like the kind of season they had. Well, I'll say this, Captain Obvious, if the Braves don't – and we're recording this on Thursday. So if the Braves don't win today, I think they're, they're cooked. Yeah, because I don't think they win game two. Not with Flaherty v. Fultonavich. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see, but uh... – I don't know when in in these best of fives if the home team loses game one. I don't know what the splits are. I'd have to go look it up, but I'm sure it's not real good. Yeah, and it is ridiculous. Like it is, it's October and it's going to be like 98 degrees today. Brutal for the first game of a playoff series. And 90, 90 same tomorrow. Yeah, and in the middle of rush hour, and I, you know, you in a stadium that's not the easiest to get to. I just wonder. What, and by the way, there will be a lot of Cardinals fans in these first few games too at SunTrust. I thought in the past they've uh, 
they they've usually reversed the order so I get it the Dodgers play on the west coast you're going to throw them on later but I thought in the past they they've done it where like all right well one national league team played the late game then you flip it but yeah nope they're not doing that not doing that I mean I guess you look at Dodgers and Nationals that's a that's definitely a has the feeling of a more marquee series i guess sure that's uh i i love it i love the the baseball postseason it's, yeah it's good all right uh, dogs no trouble in uh in knoxville love to see a shutout again two years in a you know, georgia's never shut tennessee out two straight times in knoxville <laughs> so that'd be a nice little notch on kirby's belt that would be good but for that to happen can't drop punts at the eight yard line and, and got to catch gotta, them too, gotta, even gotta, when yeah, they put exactly. Uh, Pun, the punting's got to be better. Yeah, I know Hot Rod gets all the press, but special teams got to be a little bit better. The special teams, other than Hot Rod, really has not been good. Right, but so, Hot Rod is important. Yes, he He's is. He's got to keep making all those. Uh, but here's the thing: if Georgia kicks. scores a touchdown and Hot Rod kicks the touchback, and Tennessee starting every drive on the twenty-five, they're they're in trouble. Yeah, because I'm surprised. Like Garantano was actually decent last uh, season, but he's been we may even see what's his name Marr. yeah but he had like garantano is like he's regressed this year yes he has i thought cheney was a quarterback whisperer <laughs> maybe not he's just you know he's just been vanilla chris he's been saving it for the georgia all, game. for all this one that's game. right yeah yeah maybe that's why they only ran the ball like nine times against georgia state <laughs> when georgia state was the worst rush defense in the country last year Georgia State also lost to Western w- Michigan, fifty-seven to ten on yeah. the road. Yeah, they did. Ouch! And BYU lost at Toledo, but won in Knoxville. Yeah. So, hmm. Yeah. Things t- to think about. I'm t- Tennessee. It's like they're they've turned into Vanderbilt. Yeah. So that's well, like, they've pretty much been them for the last decade. Yeah, they have, and that's why if you're like, like wh- why are you worried about it? Would you be worried if like Georgia was going to play Vanderbilt this weekend? Like, no. So yeah. what are you sweating Tennessee for? I just got a call from Vanderbilt, and they are definitely mad at us for comparing them to Tennessee since they've won three in a row. Well, they should be. I and like four out of five. <laughs> yeah. See, they should be living that <laughs> I compare them to Tennessee at all. All right, uh, there you go. Episode 105, the crossover podcast. We'll be back next week. And uh, hopefully next week, I'll be wrong. And we'll be talking about the Braves in the National League Championship Series against the uh, Dodgers. Yeah, no offense. I hope you are. (laughs) Um, We've got uh, Georgia and South Carolina on deck for next week. And I don't know, maybe the Falcons will win Sunday and we'll actually feel like talking about them. Ugh. Ugh. That's all I can say. They've been outscored 65 to 10. In the first half of their three losses. Yeah. Are they even game playing? I know, and they can't beat AFC teams. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, including ones they have 25-point leads on. Brutal. Yeah. Very All right, brutal. Uh, the Crossover Podcast. Appreciate you checking us out. As always, subscribe to us on iTunes, or you can uh, listen anytime you want on demand at our website, 960theref.com. For Dave, I am Chris. The Crossover Podcast presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen in Watkinsville and Five Points. You've been listening to The Crossover, presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen on 960theref.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.